Hello, and welcome to Live Well with Jacqueline, the podcast. Today's episode is called, When Does It All Fucking End? Trigger warning, this is going to be a little morbid, because at the time of this recording, I'm with my grandfather, aka the general, and his wife, the missus, aka Jerry, and I'm down here because he is receiving treatment for a blood cancer. He's also um, dealing with prostate cancer, and the prognosis for the blood cancer is fairly grim. He's 88 years old, and because of his stature in the military, he's getting his treatments at Fort Belfort, which is just down the street from him here, and it's truly a blessing that he has access to such wonderful medical care and a fantastic team. So if you are someone who was a caregiver or someone who just doesn't feel like having emotions brought up right now about that, about cancer, or about when does it end when it comes to your thoughts and feelings about food, you might want to take time from this episode and listen to it at another time. So my mother um, is coordinating my grandfather's care. She has four siblings, and she had asked me if I was able to get down here during his 10-day course of treatment. So I said, I can do that. Um, one of her brothers was here, and as he left, I kind of flew in. Ugh, my flight was delayed. It was a freaking pain in the ass. We were on the tarmac for four hours, just a disaster. But I got here, and I've been here for... One, two, three, today is day three, four, and I leave tomorrow morning. Uh, my parents are coming in this evening. And so we're just making sure that there's care here for them. As he's receiving these injections and also some transfusions, I knew that it was going to be pretty tough for him going through this. I understood, based on what my mother told me, what he was going to be dealing with and how wiped out and exhausted he was going to feel. So, just a little context here. Um, this is my, obviously, mother's parents. So, uh, my grandfather, he flew cargo planes in the Air Force. I mean, just a badass motherfucker. This guy's stories will just blow your mind. And my grandmother was by his side and has been for years, right? Raising five kids, being in different military bases. She's an officer's wife and very active. And so I've known these humans. They've always lived in Virginia. And we lived in Wisconsin as I was growing up. And... I got to see them about once a year. We would drive on out in a big old truck. He would go hunting with his bow and arrow with his brothers. 
and grandma would come stay with us and we would bake cakes and it was just a memory and then occasionally we would come out out here and basically the same thing would happen we would bake a lot of cakes cookies um bars and all kinds of sweet treats we would look at southern living cookbooks just really fabulous memories so as i came out here this time um I was like, okay, how are we going to pass this time? Because I know my grandfather is going to be either in treatment or he's going to be sleeping. And my grandmother has, I believe they're finally calling it Alzheimer's. Um, so she's either, she has a neurodegenerative disorder, right? So dementia, Alzheimer's, call it what you want. She's on a perpetual loop of repeat you know, every two to three minutes, uh, the subject will change. And I always say she's honestly living in the three to five-year-old space. So I like can, first of all, I have a lot of patience. Secondly, um, I try to make it like a game. So I am having a lot of fun with her. If you've caregiven anybody in this space before, you know it's wildly exhausting. Um, because you have to have your eyes and ears on this person at all times. At least that's my belief. Um, and like anytime I'm cooking yesterday, she's trying to dig her fingers into the hot stove. Like right after I pulled something off the, the burner. Um, scary. So it's um, been a lot of work, right? So I wanted to think, okay. Um, how are we going to take care of her? How are we going to make sure he's getting the rest he needs? So when I got here, you know, pretty heartbreaking to give this man who's been larger than life in my eyes, right? Um, and just was this full of joy and stories and always causes you a little bit of fear. Um, you know, the, the hunter, the, the, stature in the military this this man when I went to go give him a hug I could feel all of his spine bones and doesn't weigh more than 115 pounds it's pretty devastating to watch somebody get eaten away by a disease and be unwell so um we got him to his treatment on Monday, which was arduous and long, and he was at the hospital for six hours. He came back, had a pep in his step, which I found fascinating because at that time he had had not only his injections, but a transfusion. So my guess was he had a bit of energy because he had some red blood cells that were working for his body. Yesterday was a different story. Um, while he was in the hospital and basically I was like pacing wondering when he was getting back because it was a lot longer than he told me it was going to be and I anticipated we were Jima and I we spent our time going through recipe cards and books now she doesn't read them anymore um she doesn't remember baking any of these things I'll ask her time and time again she doesn't remember so I'm sitting there reading all these crazy recipes from the 60s and 70s. And I had my eye on looking for a, a German chocolate cake. 
So I just remember her making this and having it be just like stunning, just tall and beautiful and the pride she would get from baking these things, right? And the, she was like fastidious with the measuring and she would use like tablespoons to fill spoons and chop up the flour on the top and then spread it evenly. And um, she would fold wax paper into quarters and we would sift flour onto it. I mean, just these details that she taught me and therefore my mother who then taught me and we all learned it together how to just be a really good fucking baker in the kitchen right and to turn out something that's beautiful so when you come home to a place like this you just feel like that's what you want to do you're it's calling to you i just remember watching um on the chef show christina tosi who owns milk bar a lot of her story is her going back home and cooking with the the ladies you know, the mom, the aunts, the grandma in, you know, the Tupperware and the plastic. And we're getting out these old cookbooks and we're baking in these tiny kitchens and churning out some of the best stuff you've ever had. And that's exactly what it feels like coming here. So I'm going to make this German chocolate cake. I have a dead set heart on it and I'm fine. I'm like going to give up. There's four recipe boxes. And I was like, you know what? I don't think it's in the cards. I'm just going to go for the classic angel food we always do. And I pull out the last puke green. <laughs> Maybe it's avocado green box. And I'm like, I don't even have the bandwidth to like, f- you know, thumb through all these cards at this point. Um, whatever. And I kind of like flip through them quickly. And here pops out literally like two little jack in the box the German chocolate food recipes. And I said, holy shit, we got to do it. So off I go. Um, Grandpa, we took him to his appointment yesterday. He said, I'm going to go back to bed. And I said, you do that. I'm going to run out to the new grocery store. So I do it. I come back. He's still sleeping. So Grandma and I set to making this cake. And this is a good time, okay? Um... I'm excited because I'm like, all right, I'm going to, I'm, my job, I believe, is to give this woman a task, right? And see if, and I'm not going to get upset if she doesn't remember because she's going to ask me 20 times, but that's okay. And I'm going to give her a job to do because she, this is a person who's not going to sit still. She don't want to sit in a chair, really. She's going to get up and walk around. Can't have her bothering grandpa. She doesn't watch TV. And so it's either go to the things she knows that she used to do all the time. And I'm not trying to be um, anti-feminist here, but she of her day was a big laundry folder. She loves to scrub an item, particularly off the floor. And then there's a drying of a dish. So uh, I know that I can rely on these three tasks. Okay, so we have these things to keep us busy, but I'm like, let's do something that's going to produce something we can fucking eat (laughs) so um we make this german chocolate cake it takes hours okay and it's a three-layer cake she's salt she's stunning and i get her to like chop the nuts with me not with a knife we got a nut grinder come on now we're talking 1970 style here (laughs) and i get her to help me measure the flour and the sugar um i get her to use the hand mixer And I'm watching doing repeating patterns with her. And here's a side note. If you are a caregiver, 
there's an app called Luminosity. I, I wish I would have found this a while ago um, with her. As we were sitting in the waiting room yesterday for my grandfather, I saw an advertisement for it. And I thought, all right, we got some time here. We got about two hours to kill in this waiting room. So I downloaded it and her and I started playing this brain game. And, you know, not going so well in the beginning. I'm explaining it, explaining it each each one, each time. But then at the end, she started, it, it, the thing started firing, coming together. And I was like, whoa. Okay, after repetition, like multiple times, but we're going to get some some hookups of the of the train. Like it's going to happen, right? The tracks are going to come together. This is going to be good. Uh, and I watched it happen yesterday as we were baking and as we were putting stuff away, and it was pretty cool. So anyways, luminosity. Um, so we baked the cake. Uh, my number one goal is to make sure that this chick doesn't come like close to like the hot cake pans when I take them out or like try to stick her hand in the oven or try to like scrape the bits that are off by like where I made the German chocolate frosting because that's a stovetop situation. Um, I got that guy was successful. I know you were worried. And so she sat down. All right. So we build this beautiful cake together. We set it on this gorgeous cake stand I found downstairs. You would not believe what's hiding in all of the corners and nooks and crannies of this house. There is something for everything. It, the amount of Waterford crystal that's lurking around, the amount of <laughs> kitchen accoutrement that are just hiding. One, one thing for everything. So this gorgeous glass cake stand uh, that had an L for their name, last name on it, I brought up. Mind you, <laughs> it's really funny. I'm telling you, they have multiples for everything. The one thing I couldn't find is the round cake pans. Searching high and low, calling, calling, looking, looking, can't find it, can't find it. Certainly, my grandfather's sleeping, can't ask him. Jerry doesn't know. <laughs> so I finally resorted to calling my mom. And she's walking me through all the places where she thinks it's going to be. I'm like, I know it's not there. I know where it should live. It's not. She calls my uncle. Those fucking cake pans are in South Carolina <laughs> in his car. And I'm like, that bastard. So we made <laughs> a three-layer cake with eight-inch squares. Like, have you ever seen one like that? Okay, me neither, but we did it. And it actually is beautiful. I'll tell you what happened, though, where I made a big mistake. <laughs> okay, so we get this cake. And guess who emerges from the bedroom? The general. So this man was up for, obviously, his treatment in the morning for like an hour and a half. Uh, he got up for 10 minutes at lunchtime, and he got up for 15 minutes at dinner. So Jerry and I were just finishing dinner. He comes down, he spies that cake. And my number one goal, everybody's here, is to get this man to eat the protein. Okay? He sees that cake, and he's like, I think I'll have a slice of that. He's shuffling on over. I'm like, beautiful. Let me cut you on. <laughs> so let me tell you what I did wrong. And I, I don't know because I almost got, I, I have a science degree, kids. I think you know this. And I took plenty of physics classes, but for some reason, I didn't think about this when I cut this damn cake last night. So because it's a square, I cut it like how I would bars, right? You cut it in half. And then you should cut the half and half 
And then from there, well, that was dumb. I should have cut it in half, then cut wedges from the center. Like you would cut a wedding cake, for example, or any other cake. So what happens? Because this thing is heavy AF. It topples. And I'm like trying to catch it. <laughs> trying to catch the side with my hand. And I'm like, oh my God, what a mess. So I cut the one edge in half and I kind of like slide it onto the plate. And here's why I cut it that way. I wanted a lot of fucking frosting. <laughs> because think about it, like the edge of a cake, a whole side, is just like frosting galore. I was being greedy. All right, whatever. So <clears throat> I got that piece onto his plate. I salvaged the other piece for grandma and I. And I like quickly <laughs> put the lid back on. It's it's attached to the lid now. It's like <laughs> glued to it. Oh, well, it's not my problem because I'm handing that cake right on off to my parents when they get here tonight. <sighs> Here's the part. Here's where the title of the podcast comes in. I bring this beautiful slice of cake over to this man who weighs 115 pounds who's um dealing and told me today that this this thing has got a hold of him and he doesn't know how much longer he has i set down this piece of cake in front of him and the first three words out of his mouth are fattening 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 God, it just broke my heart. I mean, when does it end, you know? Why at 88, dying of cancer, are you worried about a piece of fucking cake being fattening? And why do we got to talk like that? And now you understand why I do what I do, right? Because I personally consider that generational trauma. That shit that's passed down. Because that's part of this whole story. Even though we baked those things, those would be the words that we used growing up to talk about foods. So it's very confusing as a kid, right? Oh, we're going to bake this cake and now we're going to be naughty. We're going to eat it. It's fattening. And so you're like, I'm so confused. Then why are we... <laughs> what? <laughs> It's really hard to unbreak that cycle or break that cycle, I should say, and unlearn that pattern um, of thinking and talking. But I did what I do best and I reframed it and I said, oh, I said, I'm pretty sure you don't have to worry about anything being fattening right now. Let's let's not call it that. Um, let's have you take a bite and you tell me what you think. So he does and he's like, ugh. And you kind of seem just like take the bite and kind of roll his eyes back and lean back into the chair and enjoy it. That's that's what it's about, right? I made this cake. I, I looked for the recipes. I ran around to three different stores. I'm searching for these pans high and low. I'm baking it with someone that I love and making it with our own two hands and frosting it, listening to Tchaikovsky classical music. And... You know, that wasn't about me, right, at all. That was about, that was a joy that I got from doing all those things. <sighs> but I wanted to bake it 
Because I was like, if I can get this guy to eat a piece of this, like, that might be good. Even though he's diabetic, it's like, eat the damn cookie. I get it, right? I'm not trying to kill him here, but I'm trying to get him to eat a something. Because it kind of doesn't matter at this point, right? If I can get him to down another protein shake later on in the day, we've done our job. Um, He did switch his terms when he talked to my parents on the phone about it, saying it was rich, rich, rich. I can deal with that. Because guess what? That motherfucking cake had a pound of butter in it. <laughs> so he's not wrong. Um, but man. When does it end? I, I don't want to be somebody who's cruising towards the end of the road. Not eating a piece of cake because it's fattening. Fuck that. I can't do it. I won't do it. I just won't do it. And I've thought that way for a really long time. Because a long time ago, I, saw, I talked... I talked to somebody who I knew her mom was dieting in her 70s. And I was like, oh my God, like why? Is this it? This is what's happening? Like how exhausting to live your entire life in that space? After yesterday's experience, like, I can't do that. I won't. I won't. I really firmly believe we got to have peace at some point, you guys. We do. So, it's what I do what I do. We got to reframe. We got to reshift. We got to understand what foods have what values and and know how we can use them and appreciate them to fuel our bodies and to enjoy fucking life. You guys, life is so short. I'm with someone who's 88. Got news this week. Friend's husband passed. I think late 40s, early 50s. Ran asleep. You don't know if you have tomorrow. So eat the damn cake. If you thought this episode was helpful, could you share it with somebody? Oh, maybe you can listen to it and then pass it along to the person who's still calling something fattening, fattening, fattening. Or who you know is trying to recover from that, that trauma they experienced and wants to feel heard or seen. As always, thank you for tuning in to the Live Well with Jacqueline podcast. Have a great day.